Hey, Mike, how's it going, man? Great. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Listen, let's start with the Calgary Flames. They're currently on the outside, looking in at a playoff spot. Trade deadline comes on Monday. Number one priority for Calgary to try and upgrade their team, in your opinion? Uh, scoring winger, preferably somebody who's a right-hand shot. Uh, they've definitely struggled in that department all year. You know, the only right-hand shots they have right now are Troy Brower, Garnet Hathaway, and Curtis Lazar, and to a lesser extent, uh, Merrick Rivick with uh, Christopher Stieg on the IR. Um, they they really need some help there, uh, especially since they're kind of a pedestrian goal-scoring team and they're not really generating much. And if you kind of look down the lineup, it's really, really weak on the right side. You know, Michael Furland has had a pretty great year, but... It, whether or not he continues to shoot, you know, seventeen percent in all situations, they're just uh, just under seventeen percent at five versus five. It's, it's kind of up in the air, and he's kind of banged up right now. And Michael, you know, Michael Freelich has had a kind of a rough go here over the last little while with a uh, broken jaw and you know a lot of gaps and not a lot of puck luck, and he's not really shooting great. So you you kind of need to look at the top six and say, hey, if they can add like a Michael Hoffman or somebody like you know, of that quality for the right price, I think it would really go a long way. And not only that, they need some help on the power play. Um, you know, they've had that kind of percentage boost as expected by, you know, putting Dougie Hamilton out there for the first time and God knows how long in the first, you know, the first unit. And Matthew Kachuk has been incredible as a sophomore, but um, if they could add somebody, you know, to the first unit or even to the second unit, I think it'd go a long way to make that playoff push uh, more realistic. So we look at at the Flames there, and we played it coming in. Johnny Gaudreau, phenomenal season. Maybe doesn't get the respect he deserves out east here. If you were voting for the league MVP, make your case to why Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny Hockey, could push for the heart or someone else you feel that's also worthy. Yeah, it's tricky because, like, I love the Flames and I love Johnny Gaudreau, and I think he's fantastic. But if you look at the the resume that Taylor Hall's put up this year... Mm -hmm. uh, especially in Alberta, people are going to lose their mind over it if he wins it, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm firmly in that camp. Like, I, I think if you look at Johnny Goodrow specifically um, and his relationship with the Flames and you know how valuable he's been, like he's, he's leading the team in individual points as five versus five. He's leading the team at five versus five primary points. He's got the second-best penalty differential on the team next to Matthew Kachuk. Um, so he's putting the team in positions to succeed and create offense and, and really win. Um, his shot rates, uh, individual from an individual perspective. They're the best of his career. Um, and, you know, if you look back at that era under Bob Hartley briefly, um, you could see the makings of, you know, what a great player he would be if they played his style and uh, adhered to a system that was beneficial to those types of players and those skill sets. So um, if you look down that way, um, and then from, from just a general offensive perspective of the team, you know, the second line, you know, Backlund, Froelich, and Kachek will get to it, I'm sure, at some point. But they struggled in producing goals this year, and a lot of the offenses actually just ran to Johnny Gaudreau this season. So he's assisted on 21% of the Flames' five versus five goals, and 14.91% of those five versus five goals have been with a primary assist. So he's so valuable in the sense that, um, you know, when other players on this team are struggling, they can kind of just rely on him to be that driver of offense, and he's helped facilitate this offensive breakout that Michael Phelan has had, and to some extent, uh, Sean Monaghan. They're kind of like this dynamic duo that gets attention, but maybe they don't deserve They deserve more, frankly, in my opinion. And, you know, Johnny Gaudreau is going to play a full season this year shooting, you know, where he should be uh, relative to last season. You know, he struggled quite a bit, and most of the team, you could say, down the stretch had some struggles there, but 
uh, he's just so impressive, and it's hard to believe that you know somebody so diminutive in size could be so full of you know skill and raw talent. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned Taylor Hall, of course, and it depends really on what your definition of the Hart Trophy or league MVP should be. If it's most valuable to your team period, as in if he was not there, the team would be in free fall, then yeah, but it seems to often go away from that, right? Like, it's just like whoever got the most points. Yeah, I totally agree, but I think if I think maybe the Hart Trophy deserves a, a rework at some point in mm-hmm. the near future where we start evaluating, you know, if we could find some way of actually measuring relative value across the league. I mean, it's really easy to scapegoat and be like, oh, Sidney Crosby, Conor McDavid, but like... Sure. You, you look at that resume that Taylor Hall has this year, like the Devils are a noticeable team because of them. And I think maybe there has to be some sort of, I wouldn't say like marketing around it, but like there has to be that, that intrinsic, you know, off ice aspect that makes this team relevant as well. And um, he's putting them in the news for, I guess, for some people across the league, they would say for the right reasons. Um, mm. But, you know, here at Edmonton, uh, you could say that some of the comments he's made this year have, uh, probably rub people the wrong way and i think it's great <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i i think it's going to come down to you know a guy like taylor hall and probably somebody else who's a big name and but i at the end of the day like i i don't think people should forget about johnny you know johnny Gaudreau. like he's the type of player that this league needs and that you know 30 other teams desperately should be looking for every draft year absolutely in conversation with mike fail from hockey graphs on twitter at mike fail uh, Mike, and you mentioned you're in Edmonton, so we talked about what the Flames might need. How about the Oilers? What do you think their stance is going to be at the deadline? Because what a disappointment, of course, right? You got all the hype the last year, and then you just come crashing down. And should they be looking at a scoring winger to fill that void that they created for themselves and Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle? They should, but uh, I think the, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to be as objective as possible, Andy, but <laughs> right. man, it's, it's like Christmas morning nonstop for me. Like every day there's a meltdown in, you know, around what's going on with this team, the direction that they're going with McDavid and um, Leon Dreisaitl. And, you know, I think they should be smart and just sell everything that they can this year. And then, I mean, like Peter Shirelli obviously is a, a candidate to possibly be uh, – maybe removed from his position in this off season. And uh, there's some tangible reasons why. And uh, I guess like the hockey analyst in me, quote unquote, would say, yeah, it'd probably be a good idea. But if they could solve without mortgaging somebody like Oscar Clefbaum, um, I think it'd be a great idea just from a, a team perspective. You know, they, they're not going to get anything for Ryan Strom if they manage to find a deal for him. Like he's, you know, the third line center, they're not going to be able to trade much for him. Uh, they don't really have much in terms of assets um, that are worth building around uh, that you could trade. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, you, you, you're you not going to get much, or right. they're not going to trade like a Kilo Yamamoto. But I think they really need to go out there and start looking maybe at kind of like the lesser options that you wouldn't expect. Like, I'd look at maybe a team like Columbus and see what you could do there. Okay. Um, and, uh, like, and it's kind of a team that I've been looking at for, you know, if the Flames could trade with. But, like, if they could make a package maybe around getting somebody like an Oliver Borkstrand or, like, that type of player, young, not really talked about as much at the NHL level, 
you know, somebody of that player type, not specifically him, because I think he'd be great as a Calgary Flame if that option was, you know, an existing option. But um, those types of players, you want cheap options that have tangible skill um, that can play with McDavid for a couple of years or two before they become overpriced, possibly, um, because their numbers get padded and things like that. Um, but there's not really, they don't really have a lot of options outside of like trading Patrick Maroon at the deadline and other players like that. Dark times in Edmonton. Mike, thank you so much. Let's do it again soon. Yeah, thanks, so. All right, Mike Fail from Hockey Graphs on Twitter, at Mike Fail.